Blog Talk Radio. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. You've just landed in the Sin Bin with your hosts, Paul Rogers. You went to Princeton and we're all Eastern, weren't you, Ned? That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. Uh-huh. And Otto Rogers. You <laughs> What a life. See ya. Yeah. All right, let's show them what we got, guys. Okay. Right, yeah. Get out there in the ice and let them know you're there. My All right, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the Seattle Simbin Podcast. Um, I am the aforementioned Paul Rogers, and the aforementioned Otto Rogers is also on the line. Otto, are you there? I am doing great. Hey, by the way, I am loving that new show intro. You like it? I love it. I, <laughs> yeah, and I think we both know why you love it, because your name's in it. <laughs> but that's, a, but that's good. It, it, you're... Yeah, your your name should be in it. Your name should be in it because you're uh, you contribute to the show just as much as I do. And so I I want to thank Steve Stearns for putting that together again. Uh, we also have a new outro, uh, the the closing uh, clip that we're going to play later tonight. Uh, but uh, Otto, it seems like it's been a few weeks since we did this, right? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I think the first week we had a. Uh... There, there, there was power issues, so it was kind of a, a weird, a weird day that, that first week. So, yeah, yeah, been, power issues, and on your end, and I had a family emergency on my end, and uh, and then last week, um, it, I had a family emergency again. Only this time, it was my sister turning fifty. So, oh boy. <laughs> I, I had a, I had to go to a birthday party and and, and keep my sister together. But she was in pretty good spirits about it. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's been a few weeks uh, since we did since we did this. And uh, <clears throat> just to let everyone know, we've got a, a good show planned for tonight. Uh, I believe it's Jubilee that's, that's calling in first, Otto. Yeah, Jubilee. Uh, he'll be joining us in a few minutes, and then um, right, and then we'll have uh, we should be having Paul Kim. Right. So Jubilee Lee is uh, our beat writer for the Everett Silvertips, and he's going to call in and uh, tell us what's going on with that team this season. And Paul Kim is the organizer of Metropolitan's Night, which is happening this Saturday, Otto, at uh, this Saturday at, at Center. Yep. At Showward Center. Showward Center. And uh, for those of you that don't, that don't know, the, the, the Silvertips are actually going to be wearing classic uh, Metropolitan uniforms during the game. Uh, and, I, and I guess they're auctioning those off. Is that um, that's that's, that that's what I'm? Uh, um, yeah, the the Thunderbirds are going to be wearing the game uh, with the jerseys, and then after at the end of the game, there's going to be an auction uh, auctioning off those game worn jer- jerseys. So I'm right. thinking those are going to be pretty uh, pretty competitive bids Spendy. for those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, and so Paul Paul will join us later. Paul Kim will join us later in the broadcast uh, to talk about that. Um, in the meantime, Otto. Uh, there's been a little bit of news this week. Just a little. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. And, but here's the good thing. It's it's good news for us because yes. um, the mayor and, and Chris Daniels of King 5 was the first one to pour on this, our old friend Chris. And Chris reported um, on Monday that the mayor of Seattle and the Department of Transportation of Seattle uh, forwarded a recommendation to the city council to actually vacate Occidental Avenue. Uh, right. which is one of the last major hurdles uh, towards getting the arena done in Soto. And so um, this this is back into the hands of the politicians, which, you know, it's kind of a scary thought. But, we you know, how long have we been waiting on this? Um, we we kind of expected this to happen a year ago, and, here, you know, here we are, and it's finally happening. Um, right. And so it's going to get interesting. Um, we're back into the political arena now, and you, as you can imagine, there might be some uh, public hearings that we need people to attend. Uh, right. There may be some phone calls we need we need people to make. 
There may be some letters that we need people to write. And, you know, if, if people just check with sonicrising.com uh, um, every day, uh, you'll find out what, what needs to be done. Um, and there, there's just going to be a lot to do. And, you know, of course, with the, the announcement that the mayor had forwarded that recommendation on, of course, the opposition has already come out of the work. That was completely expected. We've got the Port of Seattle opposing uh, we've got the the uh, maritime labor unions opposing, and you know th this stuff is just going to happen. Um, we knew it was going to take place, but I think we're in a pretty good spot for this, don't you, Otto? Yeah, I do. You know, the the maritime <clears throat> says that you know they they proclaimed that this was a this was a non-issue that uh, Southern Arena is dead, and like you said, if it's dead, then why are you contesting this, right? So you yeah, know, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> they fear they fear this you know they they fear fear what's going to happen because you know this is you know and it looks like the mariners they finally just kind of said like hey like you know if we can make some agreement it looks like the mariners kind of are playing ball a little bit so i'm kind of glad the mariners yeah the mariners back yeah i wouldn't say the mariners are exactly supporting the deal uh but if you look at the the report that the mayor that the mayor forwarded it talks about uh what the mayors what the mariners had said and they, they continue to express their concerns. And, and, again, I don't think they're valid concerns. But they added a paragraph at the end, and they said, you know, if we can come to um, a, a scheduling agreement where you're basically coordinating schedules between, between the different franchises, between the hockey team, the basketball team, and the Mariners, if they can come to that deal, it would go a long way toward alleviating their concerns. And so, to me, that was kind of, for them, uh, it wasn't. I wouldn't really call it support, but it was more. Um, you know, it, it, they're certainly not being active anymore in their opposition. It seems like, and you know, they may come out in the next few days with another stupid letter and totally invalidate everything I just said. <laughs> I mean, right. the Mariners. You never know what stupid thing they're going to do. But it, it seems like their opposition is softening. They're not really wild about it, but I think. Uh, I think they finally realized, Otto, what a public relations nightmare they were creating for right. themselves and, and opposing this. No, I, th I think they understand like <clears throat> how this is going to go. So I think they're finally just like, okay, you know, we realize this is probably going to happen. We might as well try to make it work instead of just going down, you know, going down with the ship, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so that that's the major thing that's happened this week, and of course. Um, you know, there's also in the last couple of weeks since we've been since we've been gone, um, we we've had a bit of a firestorm. Um, and, and in fact, the last the last show we had, uh, we had Jeff Baker on. He was talking about his report regarding this MT Phoenix company uh, and how right. they were uh, offering to basically pay for uh, the renovation to um, Key Arena, and. Right. Uh, you know, Sonics Rising has effectively um, debunked that company. I would say, in the last yeah. few weeks, I, I, it, it's just there, there's really, if you look at um, the circumstances around that email that that uh, was sent to the mayor's office from the company, um, it it was written badly. It was from a Yahoo account. Um, they had a website that was just basically stock photos. And you know they they really just weren't a credible investor, and I, so I, so at this moment, uh, I just don't see anyone uh, credible stepping up to want to pay for Key Arena, and so I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, you know, and I think Otto, if uh, maybe maybe the mayor would have reacted a little bit differently uh, right. if someone more credible had offered to do it. Uh, I mean, if Thomas Toll got on the phone with the mayor and said, hey, I'm interested in renovating Key Arena and I'll pay for the whole thing, I'm guessing the mayor would have had a conversation with him about that. Or if Jack right. Sperling would have had the same phone call or someone like that. Um, right. <clears throat> or, you know, or if Ray Bartizek had, had made that phone call, uh, I'm sure the mayor would have been interested. Um, but, you know, the reason the mayor didn't do it, couple different reasons, one of one of which is a legal reason in that he's got an agreement right now with Chris Hansen, and if right. he were to uh, go back on that, that could cause problems for the city. 
And also, as part of the MOU, uh, Chris Hansen actually, at the moment, has first rights to Key Arena. Um, he does. So, uh, it, it would have been inappropriate for the mayor to uh, get a hold of, you know, to to do to try to do business with these people, but also they, right. they just weren't credible investors. So um, exactly. it, it was really, and you know, and, and it wouldn't have been such a big deal, except that the Port of Seattle started beating the drum out and said, "See, this is why we shouldn't do the Occidental Street vacation, and this is why we shouldn't approve the Soto." arena because we've got a credible investor for key arena and the times editorial board did the same thing. And, you know, you start to see, um, other people coming out, uh, from the maritime industry saying the same thing. So they're, they're using the story, um, to, as the main, as the main reason to torpedo the Soto arena. And so, you know, of course, Sonic's rising delved deeper into it. Um, and when we found that, um, it was just kind of untoward. Uh, you know, we we really had no choice as a website uh, but to kind of hammer it home. And so uh, it, I mean, a little bit of fireworks that's, there. That's, that's a great point. Hey, before, before we jump to uh, Jubilee, um, can I just read this tweet um, that uh, is got posted about an hour ago? Sure. It's, uh, it's from Mr. Frank Blevin. If you know Mr. Mr. Blevin of the Seattle Times, he states, uh, do we really trust Seattle's transportation director to be objective? Council needs to kill this. From Mr. Frank (laughs) Blevin. Now, I understand he's the publisher of the Seattle Times, correct? Yes. Or he's 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 either the publisher or the owner. I I, I really don't know, but he's definitely a big big wig at the Seattle Times. Yeah. And and he's he's saying, do we really trust... Seattle on transportation issues. Yeah, Seattle transport Seattle's transportation director to be objective. Council needs to kill this. Now that's pretty funny coming from Mr. Frank Blevin. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, it's oh, it's amusing. Goodness. It's amusing. I mean, you know, honestly, what what this is saying to me, Otto, is no matter what that um, the FEIS said. No matter what the transportation study said, unless it com- agreed completely with what they wanted, unless that report came back and said, no, we can't build in Soto, there's no chance that these people are going to get on board with it. They don't want it. Um, you know, it, it's just – and I'll never fully understand why they don't want it because I don't believe for a minute that a Soto arena will negatively impact the port. I just don't. Um, and, the da- and the port, all they have done – They've said, well, the the MOU or the FEIS didn't go far enough in studying alternative sites, and the FEIS didn't go far enough in studying transportation. Well, they spent two and a half years on it for one thing, but for another thing, you know, at a certain point, if you think the numbers are wrong, show us your numbers. Right. They've never put up, they've never been able to show us any numbers that back up their arguments, um, and you know, they they have no credibility in my eyes. Blevin has no. Levin has no credibility in my eyes. The port has no credibility in my eyes. The Mariners have no credibility in my eyes because all they do is say no without without offering any facts to back it up. They just say, no, no, you just didn't work hard, on, hard enough on the report or you'd agree with me. Well, no, you're, you have not given us any information, any actual substantive information to tell us why this is a bad idea. And so right. it's just a bunch of garbage. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Mr. Jubilee Lee uh, on the line talking about some Everett Silver Tips. The Ferris State Bulldogs beat the University of Michigan Wolverines. The Ferris State University Bulldogs defeat the Michigan State University Spartans 4-1. And the Bulldogs win 8-1 over the Ohio State Bulldogs. Fair State Hockey season tickets are on sale now. Reserve your spot for all 19 home games. Includes two games each versus Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. $175 for adults, $80 for students. Contact the ticket office at 591-2888 or log on to fairstatebulldogs.com. The Vancouver Canucks Team Store is the only place to get all your authentic Vancouver Canucks merchandise. $22 keychains. 
$45 t-shirts made in Indonesia, but, but screen printed in Canada. Canada. The Vancouver Canucks team store, where the players shop. Because making $5 million a year is the only way you can afford this crap. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Drop that puck! 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 Take a seat, because you've just been sent to the sin bin. With your host, recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him... Paul Rogers! All right, welcome back to the Seattle Cinnamon Podcast. I am Paul Rogers, your host, and my co-host Otto Rogers is with me. And we are now joined on the line by Mr. Jubilee Lee. Jubilee Lee. Jubilee, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. We can. And, yeah, it's good to finally talk to you on the phone, Jubilee. Um, So for those of you that don't know, uh, of course, at the Seattle Symphony this year, we have dramatically increased our coverage of hockey, uh, more than just covering Arena Talk, more than just covering the effort to bring the NHL to Seattle. Uh, We are now covering in-depth. Uh, the WHL because we have five really, you know, really quality franchises in the Pacific Northwest. We've got the Everett Silvertips, Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, Portland Portland Winterhawks, uh, Spokane Chiefs, and my favorite, the Tri-City Americans. And um, Jubilee um, is our beat writer for um, the Everett Silvertips. And uh, you actually have a press pass there now. And are, are oh, you yeah. enjoying that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so, quite interesting. Yeah, so um Jubilee, uh I, I usually ask this of new guests because I, I, I like to have our audience get to know you a little bit before we delve into the details. Um how long have you been a hockey fan? Uh I mean, ever since I was little I really got into it thanks to uh the Mighty Ducks, the that movie franchise and I was always a really big fan of Kenny Wu, uh, me being Asian and seeing an Asian guy out there. So uh-huh. I mean, that kind of helped. And then um, during the, what was it, the 94, 95 baseball strike, because I used to go to a lot of Seattle Mariner games when I was little. But during that year for the strike, uh, we started going to the uh, Thunderbird games, actually. And I started getting into more hockey then. And then uh, for a while, just going to Thunderbird games, I mean, I could remember watching guys like, Dave Morissette and Brett DiCecco play, and then I kind of fell off a little bit, uh, you know, in the junior high and going through high school because none of my friends really liked hockey. I still watched it casually, but I wasn't hardcore until I got out of high school. And uh, one of my buddies, uh, Owen, he actually took me to a Silver Tips game, and ever since then I just got hooked on. Okay. And do you play in a rec league? Uh, yes, I do. I play in a uh, roller rec league on Monday nights. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it's about um, about four years now. We used to play at the uh, Skate King in Bellevue, but unfortunately uh, that location closed down because of rent was getting too high. So we just moved this uh, new league to uh, Gate Deck up in Everett. It's called Puget Sound Inline. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you're you're obvious you're a season ticket holder for the Silver Tips. How long have you actually? You said you started off with the with the Thunderbirds. Uh, how did you migrate to being a Tips fan? Uh, I would have to say that was thanks to my friend Owen. I mean, yeah, I I was a casual Thunderbirds fan, but was never really hardcore into them. And then uh, once I started going to a couple Silver Tips games, I I just got hooked the atmosphere and, you know, the fans. It, that was just basically what got me into it. Right, right. Um, okay, and so uh, I, I assume you also follow the NHL, right? Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite team in the NHL? 
Um, I like to follow the Blackhawks. Uh-huh. I mainly like to follow um, former tip players that play in NHL teams right now. So <clears throat> currently I watch a lot of uh, Columbus, pay attention to them since Ryan Murray plays for them. And then a mm-hmm. little bit of the Flyers, Radko Gudis plays for them. And then um, Edmonton actually just called up a former silver tip, Jujar Kyra. He got called up on Saturday and made his NHL, uh, NHL debut. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. Um, so, Otto, you got some questions there for Jubilee? Yeah. Hey, Jubilee, nice to finally talk to you in person. Yeah, it's uh, nice to talk to you, Otto. How's it going? Hey, so just off off the top of the bat, uh, just some recent news. Um, this trade for those defensive man from uh, Saskatchewan, right? Uh, Bryce, uh, Saskatoon. Uh, Bryson Martin. Saskatoon. Yeah, Bry- Bryson Martin. Um, is a defensive man. Can you tell me a little uh, – a little bit about why the Silver Tips kind of made that trade for him and what, what you think he's going to bring to your club? Well, obviously the uh, biggest weakness of this team is um, the offensive production. They, for the longest time, they were um, they had the fewest goals scored in the league. And then last I checked, they actually jumped Kootenai. So they still have the second fewest. But I felt like they made this trade because of uh, two things. Um, the... Uh, World Juniors uh, for Canada just announced that uh, Noah Juleson was selected for their uh, roster, and they probably feel like he's going to be on that roster. And if all goes well for him, I mean, they could lose him for about 10 games. So I felt like they needed someone to fill in his spot. And then on top of that, he's really good on offense. His uh, offensive numbers for a defenseman, the numbers in front of me, he has 24 points which actually now he now leads the team in points. Wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, um is he going to play yeah, on the okay. top line with Jolton then or are they going to like try to make like a second really good second line with him or I um I have not officially heard yet. Uh he arrived in Everett today from what I heard. And Everett has a game tomorrow, actually, so we'll see tomorrow if he's paired up in the top pairing with Juleson or if he's paired up in the second line. And from what I heard is uh, Kevin Davis is actually uh, has a lower body injury, so he might even fill in just for Davis on that second pairing. Okay. Okay, cool. And that's, that, that seems like, uh, you know, the kind of trade um, that you make as a, as a team that's kind of contending – uh, for a Memorial Cup, right? So is this kind of looking forward? This is kind of like maybe leveraging the future a little bit to kind of make that push this year? Um, I'd kind of say yes and no. In a sense, they did – I mean, they did give up a good future player in uh, Jansen Leslie. But what I felt is um, Jake Christian, uh, Christensen outplayed him and took a spot in the roster, and they just probably felt like going future wise, they can go with Christensen and maybe they got a couple other kids. So, uh, Leslie was probably expendable. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. So, um, the next guy I want to talk about is, I think is obviously the, the big key, you know, in my opinion to, to the silver tips, uh, is Carter Hart. Uh, tell me a little bit about Carter Hart. Um, were you guys expecting Carter to make this huge jump that he has? I think he has he, – he got a WHL Goalie of the Month award, and I think he has like six or seven shutouts this year. Um, what were the expectations for Carter coming into the season, and where – you know, is he outperforming those ex, even those great expectations? Yeah, uh, coming into the season, he was – it was obvious that he was going to be the number one goaltender because from the get-go, Austin Lotz, who was the starter last year – he was on the market um, during the summer, and unfortunately, uh, no one picked him up, so they released him, and he went over to Medicine Hat, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then unfortunately, unfortunately, he got injured. But uh, Carter, actually, to begin uh, training camp, he didn't look too sharp, and I don't know if other people had this opinion, but I was kind of worried because he actually didn't play too well his first couple games. I mean, um, what was it? He actually, his uh, October 16th game against Portland, he gave up five goals, and he got right. pulled that game. And mm. during that six-game span, he actually gave up 16 goals. 
but after yeah. being pulled, he's only given up 19 goals in six games or 16 games. Wow. And you know, to say the least, he's out outplaying more than you know anyone could ever imagine. I mean, his numbers are just ridiculous. He has six shutouts now and a um, 1.61 goals against average, which are both leading you know the entire league. Right. Yeah. No. That's you know, and you know the weakness that I had seen, and I think you've mentioned uh, was the the Silver Tips' ability to score goals. So getting getting Martin. Um, it's going to make Everett even that much tougher of a team to beat. Um, I see that you guys have a, a 14 and seven uh, and zero and two record with 30 points. You guys are four points behind Seattle. The U S division on top just seems really competitive right now. We have three, you know, you have three teams that have, uh, you know, are almost at 30 points or more. And um, you know, it just seems like it's a really competitive division. How do you see the rest of the season going out? Do you think this is going to come down to uh, Everett and Seattle for the U.S. division? I honestly, I honestly think it can, and it probably will. Just um, It's going to be Seattle's offense against Everett's defense. I think those are going to be the two focal points because, of course, Seattle has Barzal, Gropp, and uh, Kolsar. And those two or those three seem like they can score at will. And then Everett, they always want to make you play their game. And they, they'll score like maybe one or two goals a game, but they'll keep their opponent down to about one goal a game. So it's going to be quite interesting down the stretch. Interesting, interesting. Um, let's see. So the last, you know, kind of to wrap it up for me, um, the last two games um, – uh, looks like the Solar Tips really exploded uh, with the offense. They, they, the last two games, they've they've combined to score ten goals and only give up one goal. What do you what do you think has happened the last two, uh, ten games? I know they beat uh, um, the the team that they're kind of chasing a little bit, Spokane, five to one. What what's happened with the last two games? They really kind of explode that offense. Uh, I just think honestly, for right now, it's just them clicking. Uh, it seemed like in the beginning of the season. They were kind of clicking, but just the shots weren't going their way. The top line of right. uh, Remy Lawrencell and Stadnick and um, Dawson Leadall seemed like they were getting their chances, but the puck wasn't just going their way. But, right. you know, down the stretch recently, it uh, seems like they're scoring at will because Remy Lawrencell right now is actually on a nine-game point streak. And huh. he has, like, it's something insane, like, I think five goals in his last, like, couple games. It's just, you know, insane what they're doing right now. Right. No, that's that's great. It looks like uh I mean it looks like Everett's gonna be a tough uh tough team to beat going forward. But um well uh, Jubilee that's all the questions I have. I'm gonna toss it back to Paul to see if he has anything else he wants to ask. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Otto. And hey yep. Jubilee, so you're a yep. tips fan and you've also kind of been a fan of the Thunderbirds in the past. Um you know, I, I know with the Thunderbirds, there is a huge rivalry with the Winterhawks, and but, the, but it also seems like there's a pretty good rivalry uh, with the Tips. Um, who would you say Everett's chief rival is? Uh, uh, yeah, probably Seattle, but surprisingly Vancouver. For the longest time when uh, they first came in the league, it would always be Vancouver, and I think more from the point of the players. The players don't like Vancouver uh, as much as, you know, any other team. But I think it'd be, you know, Seattle and Vancouver are the close top ones right now. Okay. So uh, Seattle, probably mainly because they're just down the road and in the same division. And would you say they're, they just don't like each other between them and Vancouver? Um, is there any... Any history to that? I mean, how long has Vancouver been considered uh, a rival for them? Um, I think just when they uh, – because, you know, Vancouver is actually not too far up the road from Everett. And I think just when they came into the league, it, there was just a sense of rivalry between them. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Jubilee, you do a great job for us. Um, and I, I know that uh, – uh, you you've gone through a learning experience uh, in in blogging. This is this is the first time you've ever blogged, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and, it's been quite fun, actually. 
Yeah. Would uh, were you nervous at all when you started, or how, how's that gone uh, for you? Yeah. I mean, I was quite nervous because I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not, I'm not the best at punctuation or grammar. I like to use a lot of slang, so it was uh-huh. kind of a new learning curve to try to get more proper with uh, using words. Right. Right. Well, you know, the thing about that is you've got the editors backing you up, so if you make a mistake, that you know, we're always there for you. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I've I've noticed as you uh, turn work in, and um, you, I noticed that you pay attention to how I edit things, and you pay attention to how I do headlines, and you've really uh, made an effort to kind of conform to that style, <clears throat> and I really appreciate it. You've you've made it easy on me. Oh, th- uh, thank and, you for and, all your help. I try to make it easy for you. <laughs> Yeah. And are you enjoying, are you, do you enjoy time in the press box or do you prefer, uh, I mean, if you had your druthers, if you weren't covering the team, would you rather be in the press box or where your tickets are? Uh, I really like where my tickets are. I mean, it's different being up in the press box because I don't get to cheer. So it is kind of hard. I mean, I do it, I do it at the end of my tongue, but at the same time, I can't, you know, yell or if the ref makes a bad call I don't agree with, I can't stand up and yell at him. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be a challenge um, if if you're passionate about a team. Um, you know, I've heard the same thing with the Seattle Talk radio guys when they cover the Seahawks because they're passionate about the Seahawks, and when they're in the press box, they just have to kind of really tone it down. But Anyway, Jubilee, I want to thank you for coming on, and I want to thank you for all the hard work you're doing for the website. And uh, we're definitely going to have you back, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks a lot, man. All right, that was Jubilee Lee. And when we come back, um, we've got Mr. Paul Kim, uh, who's going to come on and talk to us about uh, the upcoming Metropolitan's Night at Showware Center. If a premium beer is to please a lot of people, it has to be good. It has to know the way to natural ingredients. What prime quality hops to seek out? What first-rate grains to choose? It must draw upon the Pacific Northwest's pure mountain water. But above all else, it must deliver fine taste. Today, one beer does it all. Mountain Fresh Rainier, a brew apart. You know what the NHL stands for? Non-stop hockey love. Hockey love. Like when the Thrashers score a goal and those giant bird heads shoot flames 20 feet out of their mouth, you can feel the warmth fall over you. Can you feel? That's hockey love. The hockey love. Or when a player is sent to the penalty box to think about the wrong he has done, that is the league version of sending a kid to a timeout. Done with tough hockey love. From Midtown to Marriott, Jonesboro to Alpharetta. Sometimes in between periods, they have little tight hockey, little kids playing hockey in their little thrashers uniforms. They try so hard, and their parents are so proud, so full of hockey love. I'm talking about hockey love! I wish I could go out there and play against them. I bet I could kick some ass. the 1980 USA gold medal hockey team here in their new Volkswagen Vanagon, the greatest hockey team in the world. Get your free team photo and see the full line of Volkswagens at your local Volkswagen dealers. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Drop that puck! Drop that puck! Drop that puck! Drop that puck! just been sent to the sin bin with your host recently returned from his forced deportation to Canada and that country's subsequent refusal to accept him Paul Rogers Podcast. 
and uh, I'm your host, Paul Rogers. And we are now joined on the line by Paul Kim. Paul, can you hear me? Yeah, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me on the Sinbin. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And so, um, Paul, you are the organizer. Um, you're the one that got this going. I, I think we exchanged emails about this several months ago. And yes. I thought it was an interesting idea, but I thought, well, I don't know if that's ever actually going to happen. But you actually made it happen. And so this Saturday night at Showware Center mm-hmm. in Everett, not yeah. Everett, uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Kent, Kent, yeah, Showware Center in Kent, mm-hmm. uh, the the Seattle Thunderbirds are hosting Metropolitan Night, uh, and this is in homage to the the Seattle Metropolitans uh, from the early part of the 20th century who won the first Stanley Cup for the United States. Um, so, Paul, tell us a little bit about how you got into this and what what made you want to do to do this and why is this important? Uh, I actually uh, grew up in Seattle playing for Snow Kings, um, and I've <laughs> always had a passion for Seattle hockey. And after I graduated from college, I wanted to do something that is related to Seattle hockey. And I just... Mm-hmm came up across this great opportunity and then I decided to see how far I can take. Okay. Okay. So tell us what all is going on at this event. What what all is going to happen? So it's actually a three day event. It's uh Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So on December fourth, this Friday, it's gonna be at the Angry Beaver um and then uh which is in a Greenwood area, uh, like northern mm-hmm. Seattle. And on December 7th, there's going to be the jerseys and the skates worn by the Metropolitan players uh, that Hockey Hall of Fame has on display. Uh, so is the proclamation that Mayor Murray signed will be there also on display. Um, okay. He actually signed the proclamation declaring December 7th of this year, Seattle Metropolitan's Day, because it will be the 100th anniversary of their first game this December 7th. Okay. All right, so and, all right, so tell go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say, um, they're just gonna be on display at, at Angry Beaver. People can come. Uh, they can, um, just look at the artifacts. It's gonna be the first time these artifacts are back in Seattle ever since they're donated. Um, there's gonna be okay. two of the jerseys worn and one pair of skates on display that night. Okay, and so this is happening. That part's happening this Friday. Mm-hmm. So it, it starts Friday night. That's at the Angry Beaver, uh, mm-hmm. the only hockey bar in Seattle. And uh, once yes. again, I encourage people to support that establishment because it is uh, very important to the grassroots effort uh, for hockey in Seattle. We we need places to congregate, and the Angry Beaver is one of those places. Um, and so, uh, if I if I heard you right, there's going to be memorabilia on display, jerseys, mm-hmm. a pair of skates, um, and so tell so that's that's Friday night at the Angry Beaver. What what all is going on on Saturday? On Saturday, that's when actually the Stanley Cup will be coming to Seattle, and it's gonna okay. go straight to Showware Center to get prepared for the uh, the Metropolitan's night. And okay. so what's gonna happen is um, I don't know the exact hours that they're gonna open the doors, but the game starts at uh, Lopez seven. And at the game, there's going to be the Stanley Cup and the jerseys and the skates and the proclamation on display again at the uh, uh, throughout the game. And um, at, during the game, they'll be wearing the Seattle Metropolitan's throwback jersey and playing the okay. um, Tri-City Americans. Okay. Um, so they're playing my team. And <laughs> and are they are they auctioning these jerseys off afterward? Yeah, and uh, from my understanding, they'll be do- the proceeds will be donated to um, the players' college fund. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, uh, that's a good cause. That's a good cause. Um, and so, are are there? Did you said? I think you said earlier that it's actually a three-day event. So, is there something happening yeah. on Sunday as well? Yeah, and on Sunday, uh, from 9 a.m. till noon, the cup and the, all the artifacts will be at Castle Ice or the Snow King Ice Arena. And uh, after that, uh, this the second portion of the event is actually off limits to people, but it's going to go to the Seattle Children's Hospital. 
and it's going to be uh, presented to the patients and their family from 2 to 4 that day. Oh, nice. So the the Stanley Cup is going, is going to Seattle Children's for a couple hours. Uh, yes, but I, 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 I just have to – oh, sorry. Uh, and I just have to no, emphasize no. that uh, it's not open to the public for the Seattle Children's oh, sure. event. Yeah, yeah it, it's all for the kids, all for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's great. Um, so, Paul, I, as I as I said when we opened the conversation, uh, when when you and I exchanged emails about this um, several months ago, uh, I thought mm-hmm. it was a really good idea, but I, I honestly had my doubts whether you could actually make this happen and pull it off. So, but you did it. So, um, how how did you pull this off? What all went into this? What 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 were the challenges that you ran into? Uh, actually, um, I've actually worked on trying to put something like this together for the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess the most difficult part was uh, trying to finance it myself and in a way how to manage my time because I was working two jobs trying to finance this project. And um, I, everything started to roll when I got the okay from Hockey Hall of Fame with the Stanley Cup. After that, okay. things started to move a lot more smoother. And um, um, even before that, uh, Thunderbirds were always open, and they were trying to help out, trying to come up with a way we can come up with a good event for the Seattle hockey fans. Um, hockey right. Hall of Fame, actually, I contacted them to try to get a picture uh, of the Stanley Cup with Seattle on it. That's how our conversation between me and the Hockey Hall of Fame started. And uh-huh. um, they were actually like, do you want to see if I can get the cup over to your event? And that's, <laughs> I was just like, that would oh, be wow. amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. And next week they called me back, said they think they can work some out. And then, um, yeah, and this is how far we got from there. Wow. And, and you said you had to, f- to fund the, the effort yourself. What all... What all financially went into this, um, and it, are are there ways that people can help you uh, kind of recoup some of that now? Oh, actually, um, the Thunderbirds helped me tremendously. With uh, they chipped in a big portion of the uh, money that takes the cup and the artifacts that come to Seattle, so that uh-huh. helped me out a lot. But then um, there's still the hotel fees for the representatives from Hockey Hall of Fame and other things that went into it. But everything's covered okay. now, so I think I think everything's good. Okay. Well that's great. Mm-hmm. Um so you're you're obviously a huge hockey fan. Uh yes. who do you root for in the NHL? Um since Seattle doesn't have a team, I actually root for a good game that's kinda close. I tend to root for the underdog but uh, back in the days, I, I used to love the Anaheim Ducks just because Paul Correa was my hero growing up playing hockey. Okay. And the 2003 right. Stanley Cup, when they played the Devils, that was, even though they lost, it was just really fun, fun, fun games to watch. Right. Um And do you, uh, you, you obviously have built a somewhat of a relationship with the Thunderbirds. Do you also follow the WHL locally? And uh, if so, is the Thunderbirds your team? Yes. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, I played for Snow King and we we're the junior Thunderbirds. Uh, we switched to junior Thunderbirds, I think, when I was in Bannon. And, yeah, uh, I used to go to their games. I uh, I used to go there to sell raffle tickets, Um Love the Thunderbirds when they played in Carina and at the Shore Center. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so, what are your thoughts? Um, we're, there's obviously a huge effort on right now to bring the NHL to Seattle. What What do you think about mm-hmm. that effort? Um, I, I'm sure you want a team to come, but uh, what do you think about the prospects for Seattle getting the NHL? Uh, I think we have. We have great potential for a hockey team here just because we have the history. We have the fan, fans go crazy in Seattle over sports. Um, and also, we can have a rivalry against the West Coast rivalry against some, one of the California teams. You can have a America versus Canadian rivalry against Vancouver. 
You can't even throw a rivalry against uh, Detroit, say we're the original hockey team, uh, hockey town USA, because we're the first American hockey team to win the Stanley Cup. And also, there's no team in the Northwest area, no team in Montana or Oregon. So I think I think we we could get lots of fans from the Northwest region to root for our team if you get a professional team. Right. Okay, and to, to ask you uh, one of one of my favorite topics, it's it's one of the funnest topics we that we talk about. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that fans like to debate is what should we call an NHL team if it comes to Seattle. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but <laughs> but what would you prefer the team be called? Uh, I I can't lie, I want it to be called Seattle Metropolitans. <laughs> I think I think that's just a uh, Good piece of history to keep that no one else can take the title of first. And I think that's right. something that we can take pride in. Right, right. Um, and, and I assume you'd be, uh, you know, as long as we get a team, you'd be happy. And, uh, you know, who knows what it's going to be called. But I I, mm-hmm. I pretty much knew that's what you are going to say. But I, yeah. I just wanted to hear you <laughs> say it. <laughs> so, yeah. Otto, do you have any questions for Paul? Yeah, hey, Paul, nice to finally talk to you over the phone. How are you? Yeah, hi. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. Hey, so um, I just saw uh, Sue Ring kind of post the other day about you're going to be on uh, King 5 New Day on Wednesday. Yes. Can you talk a little, can you talk a little bit about what's actually going to have going on, go on with that, um, with that, with that show tomorrow? Oh, um, from – um, I think the show's going to air somewhere between 11 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, it's just going to have a brief description of what the event's going to be this weekend. Um, okay. The I think the cool bird is going to be there to help me promote for the event and try to get the people to come. Okay. I, I, I heard, and that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that uh, you will be uh, showing off the the – the Metropolitan Jersey that's going to be worn on Saturday. Is that true? Uh, I have not heard anything about that, so I'm not 100% oh. sure. But that would okay. be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, and, and I just want to kind of um, fill in some of the more details um, uh, about this weekend. Uh, for Friday at the Angry Beaver, um, do you know what time that kind of event starts when the artifacts will be there? Yeah, they'll be there at seven uh, seven p.m. and we'll have them there till ten p.m. Okay, so seven to ten p.m. Yeah, and people can come up and take pictures for free with them. Just uh, no food or drinks around any of the artifacts. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and my and um, you're also you also will be having um, some of the Seattle Metropolitan's gear for sale, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and then, gonna, uh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I was going to bring uh, three different, uh, two different designs of shirts, sweatshirt, beanies, and uh, Stride Line uh, Special Edition socks. Very good. Uh, we will definitely mm-hmm. make sure to kind of get that word out for the, um, you know, because I think everyone knows like about the Saturday event, but I, don't, I think it's less known what's kind of going on on Friday and what's kind of going on on Sunday at the Snow King Ice Arena. So we'll we'll definitely do our part to kind of get that information out there for everyone. All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to throw it back to Paul Rogers. Okay. <laughs> I was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Otto. Uh, thanks. Um, so, Paul, I, I want to thank you for everything you've done. I mean, this is a huge undertaking, and uh, I think the hockey community in Seattle uh, owes you some gratitude. Um, so, after, I, I assume maybe on Monday when all this is done, you might take a nap or something because you're going to be so tired. I but, hope so. Uh, uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So do you have it? Uh, I mean, this is obviously a huge event. Do you plan, plan on doing other events like this in the future? Yeah. Um, actually, my goal for the throwback jersey event was supposed to be the 100th anniversary of the uh, Seattle Metropolitans winning the Stanley Cup March 25th, 2017. But since we mm-hmm. did it for the 100th anniversary of their first game, uh, I got to come up with some better and bigger for the 
first time Stanley Cup came to the United States. So um, right. I'm trying to come up with a bigger event, and depending on how this event does, uh, I'm going to try to see uh, how far, how much farther I can take this. Okay. If Can I just make one request? Yeah, could yeah, of the course. event could could the event involve something about bringing the NHL franchise to Seattle? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, if you could do that, then everyone yeah. would really be in your debt. Um, but yeah. uh, obviously, that's out of most of our control, so we'll just have to, mm-hmm. to roll with it. But Paul, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you for organizing this event, and uh, I hope to have you back on in the future. All right, sounds great. I hope to see both of you guys for uh, all of the events, all three days, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I live on the west, on the east side of the mountains, so I, I, it's a challenge for me, but we'll see what happens. I, I'm sure Otto's oh, okay. going to be there. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. Otto, that's correct. I'll be there Saturday, I'll be there Saturday <laughs> for sure. Okay, perfect. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you for showing your support, right. and thank you for having me on the show. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. All right, bye. That was... Yeah, that was Paul Kim, the organizer of Metropolitan Night coming up uh, this Saturday night. And uh, it actually starts on Friday at the Angry Beaver. And it actually ends on Sunday. What what was the name of the ice rink he said? I think the Snow King Ice Arena. The Snow King Ice Arena. And is that in Kent? Or maybe Kent. Renton. I think it's in Kent or Renton. Okay. Snow King Ice Arena. (laughs) And then they're uh, they're going to close it. Oh. Okay. All right. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Otto and I are going to wrap things up. When America needed to cheer, the world watched the impossible dream come true. Volkswagen salutes the 1980 USA gold medal hockey team. Here in their new Volkswagen Vanagon, the greatest hockey team in the world. Get your free team photo and see the full line of Volkswagens at your local Volkswagen dealers. Folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey. Here we go. Drop that puck. Drop that puck. Drop that puck. Take a seat because you've just been sent to the sin bin with your host, Paul Rogers, who is a college graduate. We're all Eastern, weren't you, Ned? That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. Uh-huh. All right. We are back for our final segment of the Seattle Simbin Podcast. I am Paul, your host, Paul Rogers, and my co-host, Otto Red- Rogers, is still with me. Uh, wow. Otto, this has been uh, uh, quite a quite a podcast. Uh, I've had a lot of inf- information to process. Um, so going to be a great event on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know what it's this is gonna be a great. I think I think it, I th- I hope it's gonna be a sellout. There's gonna be a lot of history there. It's, it's it feels right. You know, this is the right time for this to happen. It doesn't feel like it's just all coincidence that we're we're, we're starting to have some of these good news about uh, you know the um, the the vacation the street vacation the report coming out for that. It just seems like. It's now the right time to kind of take that next step for NHL of the city. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, and not to be forgotten, uh, even with the good news of this week, 
there there's still an effort going on down in Tequila. Uh Ray Bartizek, the last we heard, is still on the case. Uh still working hard. Uh still needs an investor, still trying to get that nailed down. That's the biggest piece for him is finding that that uh lead investor that he lost over the summer. But he's still working on it and they're still doing the environmental reviews and all that. So uh, we we have two efforts going on to bring hockey to Seattle, and, and that's a good thing. So definitely, definitely is a great thing. Right. Um, so, Otto, you are a huge NHL fan. Uh, how's yes. things going for your team? You know what? It's we're we're actually pretty we're doing pretty good. You know, I think uh, you know we have kind of some of the some of the older guys are kind of you know. The, <clears throat> They're kind of hanging around, like uh, Zetterberg and Datsuk, and they're they're still kind of like doing their thing. But then we have a lot of young guys, and let me tell you about this kid, Dylan Larkin. He's a rookie. I think he I think he came from University of Michigan, um, and I think he mm-hmm. leads the NHL uh, rookies in goals scored. I mean, this kid is a dynamite player, and and he you know he's going to be one of those players for the Red Wings that is going he's going to be like a a Nicholas Lidstrom or, you know, or a Steve Eisenman. He's going to be one of those glue guys that kind of keeps that team together for the next, like, 5, 10, 15, 15 years. So um, mm-hmm. the future is bright for the Red Wings, you know, um, and Dylan Larkin is, def- is is at the head of that. Right, right. Okay. Um, were, were you surprised at all that Paul wants the new team to be called the Metropolitans? Well, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, his, his his website his his web you know his website is called SeattleMetropolitans.com. dot com. So I mean, you know, uh, right? You know, there there oh, is some attraction. We forgot to rattle off his yeah. Twitter handle. Can you you want to give people Paul's Twitter handle? Yeah, his, his yeah his Twitter handle is um oh gosh I'm sorry you caught me off guard a little bit let me let me let me, let me pull that up real quick. His Twitter handle is um, at or at s um, space metropolitans. So at s space at s metropolitans. Metropolitans. So the little okay at the space. At, the little, actually, uh, there's an underscore. There's an underscore. Yeah, so underscore. The, yeah. At so, s, so at s at s underscore metropolitans. That, okay, that's cool. the Twitter Twitter handle for um, for Paul. And his website. So yeah. I hope you yeah. know. I hope a lot of people come out to all the different events. I hope it's a it's a rowdy, rowdy fun crowd on Saturday and 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 you know all leading yeah. up. Here's the thing. All leading up to December seventh with uh, Seattle Metropolitan Day, as uh, proclaimed yeah. by the mayor of Seattle. And let's look at it from another angle. Um, message to the NHL. Message right? to the NHL. Exactly. If, if this event is successful. If this event is sold out, that's a message to the NHL. Um, not, th- I don't think they really need much of a message at this point. I think what they need is an arena because uh, I right. think they already want to be here. But, you know, nothing wrong with sending, keep continuing to send positive vibes to the NHL saying, look, we, you send us a team, we'll support it. Uh, and so these, these events are important. These events are important. And it's, uh, it's just like uh, earlier in the year, uh, at Key Arena, we had the Pro Am tournament with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp coaching. Um, might not seem important, but these those events send messages to the leagues that yeah, we still we still are fans, even though we might have our differences in some areas. We, we're still fans, and uh, so it's important to have events like this to give Seattle a chance to shine. It really is. So it is. It is. Paul's doing a great thing. Anyway, Otto, that that uh, brings us to the end of this broadcast. I want to thank you, as always, for helping me to host this sucker. And uh, I'll talk to you next <laughs> week. Okay. All right. Will do. Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to thank everyone for for joining us tonight, uh, and want to thank our listeners. Uh, I want to thank Jubilee Lee for joining us to talk about the silver tips. I want to thank I want to thank Paul Kim for joining us to talk about the upcoming Metropolitan's Night. And I want to thank all of you for continuing to support the show. And we will see you on the other side. Thanks for sitting in the Sin Bin with your hosts, Paul Rogers and Otto Rogers. <laughs>